what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of not your average nerds the podcast where we talk about comic books movies and video games and all other types of nerdy stuff i'm your host rudy vela and uh today it's gonna be a little bit different um first off let me say sorry about the kind of overextended intro uh like the logo popping up and everything like that um I've noticed that my throat gets really dry in here because I have to have a fan on because if I don't, I die of heat. <laughs> so um, I need something to drink while I'm discussing stuff and talking. And um, I have this. Uh, Marcy and, well, yeah, Marcy, my girlfriend, and I have been trying to, like, drink as much water as we can. So we got these, like, gallon water <laughs> jugs, and I don't want to have to pick that up every time I want to take a drink of something. So I went and got the uh, the little... The little thing. So, yeah, I apologize about that for the long loading screen. But, uh, yeah, welcome to the stream, everybody. If you uh, took the time to read the title and everything like that, you'll know that we're going to be doing a little bit different than a uh, normal podcast that we do here at Not Your Average Nerds. And uh, we're actually going to be having an interview today. And uh, I'm pretty excited for our guest. Um, we've met him before. We actually were connected to him from uh, Steve Segovia, one of the other hosts of this podcast. Uh, they took part in a charity hip-hop event together, and Steve is um, a rapper himself, and he heard him uh, rapping on stage, and he started picking up on some of the lyrics, and he was like, is this dude talking about Wolverine and Dragon Ball Z and all this stuff? And he started paying attention and listening, and uh, sure enough, he was. <laughs> and uh, he, he put all of us on to him, we all started listening to him. And we were lucky enough to have him come out to our first live event, Nerdvana, at the Park Theater in Holland uh, last year. And he put on a great show. We got to see him over at uh, Michigan Comic Con in Detroit. Another uh, great time over there. Got to hear him speak over there. So I'm really excited to uh, talk to him about his new upcoming album, Test Drive. And um, for those of you curious, that is coming out July 9th. But, um, yeah, before I try to tell you a little bit more about it and butcher some of the details, because I have a kind of bad memory, <laughs> I'm going to let him do that. So, uh, yeah, without delay, ladies and gentlemen, here is Mark Cooper. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? How you doing? <laughs> there we go. I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm all right. Can't complain. Another day, you know, another day of mask, you know. Oh, yeah. Keep them, keep them safe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we get yeah. yeah so that's actually funny because i was gonna ask you um with everything going on uh i myself personally stay up because i have a nine month old she's always needing attention late late at night so i'm the one who uh you know tags in at about 3 a.m and does the feeding make sure she's good so i'm up pretty late but i've noticed you are always up late and you're always working so i was curious how has uh staying at home with everything that uh, the world's been going on, uh, you know, COVID-19 and everything like that. How has that really affected you? It was that, was that like, oh man, this is a bummer. Or is it, was it more or less like, man, this is grind time. I'm going, here we go. <laughs> well, to be honest, um, it was a little bit of both. Um, you know, I was, you know, when that happened, you know, I was not able to work because of the COVID and the situation and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I was able to understand that it's like, you know, I've always prayed for time. I've always said, you know, 
if I had a little bit more time in the day, you know, I'll be able to do this, 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 and this. Oh, yeah. And then somebody was out there in the sky and said, challenge accepted. So, <laughs> <laughs> so sure enough, um, I decided to really, you know, work on the brand and really, you know, really crank some of this stuff out because you never know when you get this kind of time again. Yeah, so I'd want to make sure I take advantage of, you know, certain opportunities that were given and, you know, and, you know, whatever dice of Yahtzee you rolled with, you just got to deal with it and figure out what you want to do. Yeah, I respect that. Uh, we we actually had this conversation before, well, uh, myself and the guys, and I was cracking up because, like you said, like everybody always asks for more time. Like, I'd love more time to do this. I'd love to try this. And I used to always see these memes where it was like, I wish I could be taken back to the old days. You know, like everything was more peaceful. Everybody like, you know, you grew your own crops. You did this and that. And we got like two weeks of that, essentially a two week or a two month like summer vacation and people lost their minds like two weeks in. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I I like the fact that you, uh, you know, had the silver lining and you were like, all right, this is me. I'm going to work on this and I'm going to try to achieve some more things that I couldn't really do necessarily with my normal schedule. So, yeah, I respect that. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, before we move on, I just wanted to see uh, we had uh, Tina Brown in the chat. Hey, Tina, how you doing? Um, hey, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let me pull this thing up really quickly um, before I continue. Ow. So one thing about wearing glasses that I'm still not getting used to, especially like wearing masks, we had to go out and, you know, uh, fight everybody else at the grocery store <laughs> earlier and i had to wear the mask but it's like whenever i wear that thing um mm-hmm. like my face never cools down <laughs> oh yeah especially if you have a beard and everything it's a wrap mm-hmm. i agree oh yeah so it's it's uh it's kind of a mess right now but um yeah so with this going on like i said we uh have you up here because um want to talk to you about your new album coming up but before we do that i wanted to give you an opportunity to introduce everybody to what your genre is. And that is nerdcore. Cause uh, myself personally, I wasn't familiar with the term. I was familiar with some of the music, but uh, the term was completely new to me. And when we went to your panel, I didn't really know what I was, uh, you know, signing up for. (laughs) So um, if you could uh, give us a description of what nerdcore is. Okay. Well, um, Nerdcore is basically a genre where it can be anything. A lot of people like to associate it with hip hop because that's the most important aspects of it. Mm -hmm. But there's like, you know, many different kinds of that kind of genre, which is basically any form of music that's, you know, deeply, intensely focused on nerd culture or pop references, things of that nature. So it's just like, you know, from your cartoons, your anime, your video games, nostalgia or movies or anything like that in that nature that would be considered nerdcore in that aspect okay and what what got you like down that track you know like they're uh especially with with where music is at right now and everything like what what was the uh i guess the turning point for you to be like that's what i want to pursue that's what i want to do well i mean it i've always um got into that particular aspect like back in 08 and 09 when I was playing uh, Halo, like really, really heavy back then. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't know it existed either. I just knew certain individuals when it came to YouTube 
and I was seeing that people were like, you know, like JT Machinima, and they were making music where they were literally just explaining the whole synapses of the game. Like they'll have a Halo 3 rap, and they'll literally explain from beginning to end in a form of a song mm-hmm. what the game was about. So that was something that was new and then putting the little visuals behind it. And that's what they were doing. Yeah. So when I saw that, I just thought it was just on the YouTube stuff. But when I got into concert conventions later on, like 2012, 2013, I didn't know something like that actually existed. Like there were music performances that were literally geared in that lane, like from the steampunk to, you know, like synthwave or Daft Punk and things like that. And there's a lot of different, you know, a lot of different, kinds of people and the closest i remember was okay just the sorry the thing upgraded but um (laughs) no no that's cool but (laughs) after that happened and i seen there were many different you know types of people making certain kinds of music you know it made you think about wow is there other people like that other than the people who make the video game music themselves and do you see bands that cover those particular songs like the megas that cover you know, a lot of the Mega Man themes that we remember from Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and whatnot. And then you find out there's people who actually rap about it. So once I saw that, and I was like, you know, that's something I niche into. And then being from Detroit, I'm either rapping about somebody getting shot or, or um, you know, <laughs> yeah, the stand, messing the stand around, in. you know, yeah. clothes, holes, stuff like that. And it just, you know, it doesn't fit the stigma. What about the individuals who don't do any of that stuff? Mm-hmm. So you can't live that life. when I found that I was really felt happy about it. So it was like a really great thing to see. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I remember that was, uh, that was one of the things that made me crack up at your panel where you were like, yeah, I don't want to be out there rapping about hoes and strippers and this and that. And right. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. you, you made the, you made the most sense when you were uh, discussing that point because yeah, not everybody lives that lifestyle. Like I even, even like myself personally, um, I mean, my girl will, like swear otherwise but like i was never into that culture i was never into you know going out with the boys to the strip club and throwing away hundreds of dollars on one night it's like so i listen to the music because it's like on the radio and stuff and it's there but i could never actually um you know feel part of it and everything so i I think that's actually really cool um and that was so for me that was that was my second recap my second rundown of what it was but i remember hearing you first tell that and everything and i was like man that is completely true this is for the person who's being left out of the other music and everything so i thought that was really really cool um yeah and i I know you were saying like when you when you heard about like the megas and everything working with uh the old 8-bit 16-bit music and everything like that what was the game that you first pursued like what was what did you hear? And you were like, that's what I want to start with. Like the music, like the people I've heard when it came to that, like that made me want to go into that particular genre. No so, that idea. So like when, when you had that in your head already, like you were like, this is something I want to try. What was the first game or IP um, that you were like, this is what I'm going to use for my first song. Like what was your first song based off of? Halo. My first song was based off of Halo 3. There was a remix from <laughs> Young Jeezy I put on for my city, and I came out with one called IBR for my city. And then somebody <laughs> woke me up the other day, and it was on the front page of Bungie.net. I couldn't even believe it. That's awesome. Did they uh, Did they at least you know link to the proper pages for you and everything like that? 
It did, but it was one of those kind of things. It was like, I can't even believe I got put up here. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? It was yeah, like, for sure. Like, how did you find me? Kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know? That's super cool, though. Did you ever get to speak with anybody from Bungie and just be like, hey, I was just curious, like, who not, threw that up? Not from that. Not from that. But when I went to Game SoundCon, I got to meet the individual who made the infamous riff for Halo 2. Oh, that's awesome. That there's yeah, such so a. That was, the video that they released of that um where they're going through that process of trying to come up with that rift oh my god like i've watched that so many times because like there are so many like epic sounds that he comes up with prior to but when when he hits that right. the that like exact rift it was like so perfect it, it's like the scene on um, yes, on, on nwa when uh dre's sitting in, in his studio and then snoop comes in he's working on um Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank like now. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can you can just hear him building it up and I mean that that was so cool to see it actually not in a, a movie standpoint, but in a real life situation for something like that's a real so, life situation. Yeah, yeah, and so so many of us love and adore that music because it's just I mean it's epic. So, but yeah, I mean that's oh, really yeah, cool. It's definitely legendary. Mhm. <laughs> All right, so for those of you watching, that is what Nerdcore is in a nutshell. Um, I'm sure some of you have heard of certain um, artists that are, like perform this and everything. Um, like one that I keep seeing pop up uh, on my newsfeed for various reasons is MC Chris. Um, he was like one of the old school, old school guys. And I remember hearing him yeah. on uh, Aqua Team. Like, <laughs> yep. uh, MCP well, pants. Yeah, MCP yep. pants. <laughs> The spider with the diaper. Um, but no, yeah. so uh, that is what Nerdcore is. And now we're going to move on to talking about his projects and everything like that. And so with your albums, you're telling a story of a character named Player One. And you're going yeah. through this um, pretty intense story for, for what you're doing with your albums. And I just want to uh, know if you can give a brief synopsis, catch people up to where player one is at the starting point of test drive. Sure. Okay. So, um, the first project is I am player one and it's where, you know, I actually get into a video game, which is called Nerdcore. So now you can follow along for what we said before, um, trapped in a game called Nerdcore, which is like, <clears throat> which I explained before. It's a genre that's very nerd. So, I'm trapped in a video game, and then I have an enemy that's after me named Major. Now, if I'm thinking about music, and you think Nerdcore, and his name's Major, you find out what his last name is in Test Drive. So long story short, I'm trapped in a game, and I go through these series of tests, you know, like through different types of music and stuff like that. So it's basically giving you a a overall synapsis of what types of Nerdcore there are. Like there's some songs I made about Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, and there's some stuff I did with like Mortal Kombat and mm-hmm. and um and you know like Marvel comics and things like that, and just like a whole assortment of different types of music. I get um I get guided by a tutorial person, just like with you know Master Chief Web Cortana. Her name's Sabrina, and I have a voice of that. And it's just basically getting to you know one place to the other. And then the second album is the All Spark. Is what I need is the All Spark, which is the Power Glove that I would use to be able to, you know, I have to use that to beat the game. So I have certain different voice actors and different characters that come in and makes it so, you know, 
kind of involved so you can, you know, get in touch with the story. Mm-hmm. And then now, once I got that, I know I have to go to a certain place. So the third album is showing the journey of me going from one place to another, which is really cool, which is called Test Drive. And Test Drive is more 80s synthwave-based kind of kind of content. So it's definitely a great journey. It makes you feel like you're back in the 80s a little bit if you've never been or get some kind of history from it. Oh, That's yeah. why I went with it. All right. So before we move on uh, from uh, your first two albums, like I Am Player One and The Allspark, I was curious, what would you say was your favorite track working on um, I Am Player One? Like, what, what would you put up there? Like, if you're like, man, this... Like, I was proud of this one. Or, like, even if it's just, like, a, a sentimental thing, you were like, I really enjoyed the time that I put into this. Because, like, as a designer myself, uh, there are times where I have more fun working on designs for certain people compared to other people. So even if it's, like, if it, the piece comes out beautiful and I'm just like, I really like how that logo works, it's like, I also hate it because the time I had to invest into it because it just wasn't a good time. Exactly. So... <laughs> Um, I mean, just to give like a rundown to people who, um, how, how should I say this? Like people who don't create, I guess, like content creators or anything like that. Uh, there is that, like, you can be like, oh, this is the best one or this is my favorite one. So I always like to throw that out there. So people are just aren't like, oh, well, that's the best one. It's like, yeah, you could also have a favorite without, you know, thinking it's, uh, this is my best work, I guess. Well, if I went for album, I definitely would say uh, it's a tie between Mortal Kombat High and uh, and Player One from the Player One project. And the reason why because of that is because the funny thing about Player One is that, you know, I made the verses first before I even did a hook. And the thing is, I was like, I don't even have a record where I could say something back to the crowd back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm here, you know, thinking like, you know, thinking like a rapper. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know, if I say hip, y'all say hi, you know? Yeah. And then I was like, when I say player, you say what? And then the thing is, I was listening to it on the track and I didn't want to necessarily push it because I was like, man, I say player one a lot in this <laughs> song. Like a lot. But the crazy thing is when I went into performing, people get amped up and hype about it. It's like mm-hmm. everybody in the crowd will automatically already know the hook before even a song starts. So it works out really well. And then when people hear that and they hear me rap, and they're like, oh, man, like, okay, I get it now. Because everybody's more engaged. Like, they already went player one, you know what I mean, with me. And it ends up being, like, something like a, like a theme in there. Like, when I put the songs together, it's in every one of my sets, and it works well. Yeah, and Mortal Kombat High follows so soon after because I always been a Starbomb fan with the certain things that they do. So when I was able to put the track together and put it together, you know, shockingly it worked extremely well, and it's one of my most popular songs to date. And a lot of people really resonate with it because it's not like it's somebody who's just throwing references or whatever. I made it almost like a story, you know, mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat High is what if, what if I went to school with high school characters that were with Mortal Kombat? So that's how I kind of came with the concept. Yeah. Uh, so that actually is one of my favorites. Like I, I remember when we um, first started like talking to you and everything and like uh, corresponding, that's when Steve was like, Hey, check, check this music out. And uh, that one instantly caught my attention 
And then uh, the other one that I like on that album is uh, Marvelous. I just, I, I love uh, listening to, I mean, every single verse is a different um, throwback to a different character that uh, I grew up loving yeah. from the Marvel Universe and everything uh, like that. So, I mean, and you can tell that you you know your stuff when it comes to these characters. You can tell, like, you you have some experience with all the characters that you mentioned in said song. And it, it's just oh, super yeah. cool to listen how you... Uh, Cause that that's the other cool thing about nerdcore. It's like you, like you said, you hear all these songs that are about a lot of the same stuff. And like for everybody else who like makes music, I'm not like trashing anybody. I'm not saying anything like that. It's just like in um, standard radio hits and everything right here, like right now, it's it's a lot of the same music and everything. So to go back right. and hear something that you're just like. Wait, what the? Did he just talk about Remy LeBeau like Gambit? And, and it's it's like it throws you off, but in the best way possible. So it, it was super cool just to like listen and want to hear every single verse because you want to hear who you're talking about or who you're gonna throw up or throw out next. So I mean that was really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, uh, so I really like Marvelous off that album, and then uh, Mortal Kombat High just sounds super clean. Um, so I'm, I'm asking Mark these questions, but that doesn't mean like, if, if you are interested, don't just go back and listen to those songs. I mean, hell, if you want to start off, but realistically this, uh, the next album and everything, you have to listen to everything because there are skits, there is a story being played out and everything like that. And it, it's all very much worth it. It's really cool to see how he's building out this character, this world, this enemy in, not even just audio but in music form and it, it's super cool and super creative and uh it's something that i'm super jealous of because I, I like to write but i know i could never write a story like this into music which is really <laughs> cool and really impressive so um but yeah these are just like songs that we're just saying hey these are really really cool but realistically check out the whole album i mean it's very much worth it very much worth your time um but yeah moving on to the all spark uh what same same question like what would you pull from there well to be honest when it comes to the all spark um favorite tracks in the all spark see there, see there's a lot of interesting stuff i was able to do like um i actually did a disney record yeah. on the all spark <laughs> which is actually you know interesting because my background is i worked for disney for six years oh so okay. it, it yeah, it holds something to me making that particular record. Mm -hmm. um, I really like tuning exams, of course, because it's, you know, the Naruto references, but <clears throat> it was like more, you know, more animated and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorites was Frame Data, where I went through all the fighting games and things like that, kind of weave through those kind of things. Um, whew, I'm just trying to figure the album myself right now. Because <laughs> 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 uh, so much it's, it's nuts and of course i love bruce wayne like uh bruce basically wayne, yeah. it's like me and boy jones where we're acting like we're balling at a con you know mm -hmm. you know, like you saved up all your money for the convention and now you got a thousand dollars to buy whatever you want <laughs> you know balling like like bruce wayne so mm -hmm. why not ball like a, a fictional dc character and act like you bruce wayne for a minute so i did something like that so i like those particularly okay. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is a lot of fun too because that's definitely a song that you can tell like like how how you were just explaining it right there too. You can tell you had fun making that track. 
and not only just you explaining it and the big smile on your face and everything but while you're listening to the music it it plays through the speakers that you were having fun when you were making that that track um yeah yeah, so uh myself i love tuning uh tuning exams and the funny thing about that is i was never very much of a uh a naruto fan i've watched naruto and everything but it was more or less that time so my friends were watching it when I was getting into uh, lacrosse. I played lacrosse in high school. And so I was constantly either working at McDonald's, <laughs> playing lacrosse, or yeah, trying to, you know, just stay busy, or not stay busy, but stay on top of school, a social life, and, you know, being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But I was doing all this stuff, so it was, keep- it was keeping me busy. Um, and my friends... They were like, hey, check this out. We're gonna, uh, You got to watch Naruto with us, this and that. And I loved it. I really enjoyed the show for what it was. But it, it just came out or it came at the worst time of my life. Like I was like, I, I don't have time for it. I want to make the time, but there's so much of it. And I can listen to that song like all day long. That's actually what I put in the story. Um, for, oh, yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that, that shows a little bit right there. I started when uh, the announcer says player one go. And that's actually really cool too. I, I really love that because it reminds me of an old side scroller game. Like um was it Metal Slug that did that? Like when you started the uh Yeah, the Metal match. Slug. Yeah, you Contra, drop in. Dragon. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's what it always reminded me of. So I I mean I really, really enjoy that. And then another one that I really uh started to um enjoy after I saw it performed was and it was just one that I I guess I didn't listen to a lot, but uh beam me up. That song is like especially oh, yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, Bro, that song Jack gets Boyette. Yeah, that song gets so hype when it was live. Like I was like, holy shit, this is cool. But just being able to see you on stage performing that was super, super cool. So um but yeah, so those those would be my picks for oh, the, yeah. for that. But yeah, um Yeah, it, that was uh, featuring uh Jack Boyette with uh with the label I'm on with uh, Titan Records. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Okay. So we definitely been doing a lot of great work this year. You know, shout out to Chris Cronus and I've, he's been there since the very beginning to play her one thing. And, you know, I just appreciate him for it. So it's definitely. Oh yeah. yeah, man. Uh, what did you say? Uh, the record Titan. Oh, Titan records. Yeah. Titan records. Okay. Titan records, Detroit. Yeah. On, on so, my end, it cut out a little bit. So I just wanted to make sure it was, uh, it was, uh, audible for the, the audience. Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No worries, man. Titan records. Yes. Like All a right. Titan. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't practice that. Because I don't really, yeah. Okay, you get it. You go. <laughs> All right. So before we uh continue on, uh, Juan, well, Juan from the podcast, he says player one, uh, and then Brandon, I see him. Brandon Reg, uh, Renegade Ivy, uh, Renegade, oh Renegade, King Renegade, oh, King what up, Renegade, Renegade. Right. what up? Hey, what's up, brother? And then Madison, what up, boys? What's up, Madison? How you doing, man? Um, yeah, so like it says in the description of the, um, the live stream, if, if anybody has any questions or as we're going, you want to throw anything in, I mean, hell, that's what chat's there for. Feel free. Um, I'm trying to make, make time to, uh, make breaking points while we're discussing everything to pay attention to the chat. So if you have any questions for Mark, um, throw them at us. I'll, uh, I'll read them out to him and yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get some I'm answers. Free and open <laughs> Yeah, so don't don't be don't be scared. I know uh, uh, I've I've put that uh, as a poll. Just be like, does I mean, 
is, is it intimidating? Cause I hell even like when I when I watch Twitch, I like want to ask something. I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so <Right>. introvert, <laughs> right. stand up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, so yeah, uh, I was just gonna jump back to uh, the albums and everything now. So now, like you were saying, we're back to well, not back to. We are finally to test drive. Uh, player one is you know he knows where he has to head off to and what can we expect from this album with uh without giving too much you know you gotta you gotta leave that for everybody to uh listen to it and everything but what can we expect from this album for our character for player one where where is he going at now well the best way i can explain is that um the thing you want to expect in the album is look for the clues um this is going to be one of those particular albums where, you know, I, I fully produced this one um, this time. And I literally made it look like it's just like a smooth experience. Um, this is one of those kind of albums where it's like two sides of the album. It's not going to be one of those things where you think it's just going to be a whole bunch of tracks and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm a rap here. I'm a rap there. And it's, it's not that kind of a structure of an album. Uh, this one is a little bit more in depth. I'm not saying in depth, like as in like, oh my God, it's probably paragraphs and paragraphs of talking. <laughs> it's nothing like that whatsoever at all. It's an experience. It's a ride and you definitely can enjoy it. Um, if you guys haven't heard anything from it, um, I did release my video, um, Driving Alone, which is a video that's available for VR. So you can definitely watch it not only regularly on YouTube, but you can also watch it in VR. Uh, I made that available. And you could be able to get a gist of what test drive really is. So, in other words, a test drive of the album test drive. If that makes total sense. Yeah, that's cool as hell. So, uh, I wasn't aware of the uh, the VR aspect of it. So, when you when you say VR, I know the video involves your character or the new character. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention, but let's just say, uh, think of Kit. Um, but the video like shows shows that with the VR, is it like the inside or? Yeah. Well, it will be a little bit of both. Um, the way I made the video video aspect is that, um, of course I couldn't make it interactive because that would be a game with inputs and things (laughs) like that, but it won't be, it won't be like, I won't be able to do that later on. But with this, I made it as a visual and then it shows the lyrics at the same time. And it just makes you really feel like you're in the game. with me. So since it's test drive, I went the racing route. So you'll get this overall nice 80s retrograde or, you know, retro wave vapor style aesthetic. So you'll be able to kind of get in the frame of mind with the music individual as well. So that's what I was able to do with those particulars. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. So like I said, that's news to me. So I was just really curious to uh, what could be expected from the VR portion of that. Now, um, I guess this is where I had to ask, like, what all can we go into? Because I do have some questions. Uh, for those of you that don't follow Mark's page, make sure you head over to Mark Cooper. Just look up Mark Cooper. You'll find a uh, animated version of Mark with the, a left-handed power glove, and he's kind of holding like holding it out uh, with his, um, like, kind of placing it on his hand, and that's his page. Follow that. Give him a like. And uh, recently you just did what was this two days ago you did a listening party a noon one and a 7 p.m one 
Uh, I personally was yep. lucky enough to be part of the 7 p.m. one, and uh, I mean it was like, that was awesome. That was so much fun to be able to sit there and listen oh, to yeah. everything uh, cool. alongside you and have you and Fluff and everybody you know clowning each other in the background and stuff. So that was really fun. That was really cool. But um, so personally, I have heard this. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Wait, I think we lost. <laughs> Mark, you still there, brother? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. <laughs> the video froze yeah. for, for like a good like five seconds. I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> I thought maybe my, my thing crashed. Oh, that's oh, okay. No, no, you're okay. Awesome, awesome. Um, But yeah, so I personally have heard this, but I just want to know what, uh, I guess what I can ask uh, moving forward. I'm not going to like, I don't have stuff that's really like super spoiler heavy or anything or even uh, in the slightest, but I just have some stuff about like certain songs. Is that cool? Oh yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Just ask like any songs, man. You're good. Okay, cool. I just wanted, like I said, I want to keep the, uh, the mystery. This is a nerd there. channel. So, you know what I mean, <laughs> all right. So, you do uh, Let's start with this one. So while, while we were listening and um, you got you got particularly happy and excited about the song, which was really cool. And again, it was something that uh, showcased in the music and in the song itself, which I thought, again, was really cool. But you put a song out or there's a song on the album called uh, Toys R Us Kid. And yes. Yeah. So that song to me was so cool to listen to because it was like walking down memory lane in audio form and it, i mean there, yeah. there are things on there that you uh discuss like um riding bikes uh through the aisle and everything and that's mm-hmm. i mean that that's something that like me and my siblings used to do <laughs> and so mm-hmm. um i wanted to bring that up because as everybody listening and uh listening to the podcast as after we put this out you should know if you listen to our podcast, Toys R Us has unfortunately closed. And I just wanted to get your uh, your thoughts on that and everything. Because you clearly in, used to love the store and everything. There is a song on your next album about it. So I just wanted to get like get your, uh, get your thoughts on the Titan that was Toys R Us closing its doors. Well, to be honest, um, Toys R Us was big. For a lot of us, like especially like us born in the 80s, raised in the 90s kids. See, like the funny thing about Toys R Us that a lot of people don't really pay attention to, even if you didn't get anything, you still had a good time. Mm-hmm. And that's the craziest thing about that store. I don't I don't know what it is about that store. It's that, you know, I don't know. As a kid, it was like, I don't know, maybe I was just blessed, but it was like things weren't sold out. If it was something I really wanted, like um, I was an action figures kid. So I had the the Power Rangers, everything. You know what I mean? The, from the Zords, the Dragon Dagger, everything. I had everything when it came to that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And and it's just really, you know, it's heartwarming to be able to enjoy those kind of things as kids. You know what I mean? From the, the Super Soakers to all the things I mentioned in the songs I've had. You know, I mean, I've had it, you know, played with it, had, you know, having fun with kids, you know, with friends and stuff outside and things like that in that nature. Yeah. And it was definitely like a great experience. But my favorite experience, and it always will be, is where I say to my dad or whatever, I'm like, hey, um, I want to get this game. Okay. 
and then there's a ticket to grab. Like the the fact of seeing the paper tickets, that's how many were left. Yeah. So when you see the game that you want, and it's the last ticket, you feel like you won. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like, you would sit in front of the TV and be thoroughly jealous at the toy chest runs that Nickelodeon used to have. Oh, with dude, toys I used Rust. to hate that. They used to piss me off so bad. Right. And you get literally one minute to get as much stuff as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And that's certain things I always remember, you know, after getting the game, I wanted, I think it was the first X-Men that came off of Genesis. I remember it vividly. Is that last the one, where one? Is that the one where Cyclops kicks all ridiculous and just goes straight up his foot? Yes. Yes. <laughs> And that's the one where you die by a mosquito and don't understand why. Yeah, yep. yeah, the very game. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember that going in there, and then they, I, wait, actually the story was different. I'm sorry, there were no tickets left in the game, right? Mm-hmm. So I was bummed and I was upset. It was Friday. I got the allow- allowance or whatever. My dad said, you know, you did good on your school stuff. We're gonna get you one game. I was excited. <laughs> got there, wasn't nothing in the envelope thing. It's like darn, man. So I was kind of down or upset. So one of these Toys R Us associates came by and he said, you're trying to get this game? I said, yeah, but, you know, because the tickets are all gone. Oh, I see. Well, hold on one second. So I guess I walked down the aisle for bikes or something, just kind of to cheer up or whatever. And um, I came back, you know, over to the games because you have to go through there to get out of the place, right? Mm -hmm. There was one ticket left put in there. (laughs) I grabbed it. So I grabbed it. Like I was like, oh my God, oh, you know, maybe I didn't see it. Right. Yeah. And then sure enough, went in there at the aisle and they said, it's the last one. So, so that's an overall great experience for me. I remember that. You know, I mean, I know it's a social. He was like, we got some shipments in there, but I'm not going to let this kid be sad. Yeah. So he went and got one to put that there because he knew that's important to kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Being. Being, you know, being able to be lucky to grab something is is great customer service experience. You know what I mean? That's what Disney goes through their entire lives have been doing. That's why they're so great at what they do. Oh, yeah. So that's something to really, you know, think about. And it's really inspiring because you never know. Little things that you do can make somebody's day. And I think people in this world don't pay attention to that too much. That is very true, especially in the day and age that we live in right now. Like. Uh, I personally was uh, like raised to do little things that, like even like holding doors open for people, not just not just women, like elders and everything like that. So uh, I, I do that. I try to make sure that I do that for the most part, you know, in honor of my grandpa, my dad and everything like that. And it's so bizarre how many people will look at you like one, either you're crazy or two, like, did you really just do that? Like, and, right. and it, and it, like exactly. you said, it is the smallest stuff. It's, I mean, it's two seconds of my day and no workout at all to grab a door and hold it. <laughs> like, and it, it's so it's sad. The, that, basic, you know, the basis kind of courtesy or kindness. Mm-hmm. People just look past it every time. Oh yeah. No, I, I like that story though, man. I mean, that, that's something that I think for the most part, uh, anybody can relate to especially with toys r us because that place was realistically the closest that we will ever get to willy wonk and the chocolate factory like that's the closest we'll ever get to and that's all i imagine was uh charlie bucket finding that golden ticket and running home when i when you're talking about finding the last one (laughs) uh so 
Simone says it was the best store ever. Who wants to grow up when you can be a Toys R Us kid? Exactly. Like, I mean, spot on, spot on. (laughs) But, um, yeah, (laughs) even when you were mentioning, um, you didn't have to buy anything. Like that was the cool thing about it. It was in itself a wonderland. It was every cool new toy, every cool new super soaker, anything you can think of Lego set. And they even had those little spots where you could play Legos and everything. I mean, of course, right now, exactly. if they were open and they did still have those, they, it would be all shut down and no kids can touch it right now, which would be sad. But, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, everybody has that. Hell, even uh, uh, Donald Glover on one of his stand-ups, he talks about, like, where'd you want to go? Oh, you're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that dude's like, Chuck E. Cheese. And he's like, someone had a stepdad. <laughs> He's like, Chuck E. Cheese, or <laughs> Toys R Us. You went to Toys R Us. That's where you went. So, like, when when I uh, I remember watching that stand-up for the first time, and I cracked up because, like, it was so true. It, it was it was my experience to a T because we didn't have to buy anything. And most of the time, we, we didn't get anything. But when you did, like, when you finally had the courage to, which I did all the time and I got shut down all the time, uh, that's why I'm with uh, my girlfriend, who's far beyond my looks. It's because I I just shoot my shot, you know. <laughs> but I learned that at Toys R Us right. because you're like, can I get this? No. Can I get this? No. And finally, it's that keep, one thing. Keep. Yep, shoot that shot. And you're like, how about this? And they're like, fine. And you're like, yes. But like, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> every time. <laughs> Toys R Us will be missed. I mean, I I remember um, one toy that I always wanted. And I'm pretty sure now that I'm older and I know the dates and the lineup and everything like that. My buddy and I, we used to watch this show called uh, Captain Bucky O'Hare. And it's about this. Yeah. Yeah. The green rabbit that fights all the, the toads and everything. So we used to killer intro. Yeah. Oh my God. That is like legit top five old cartoon intros in the world. Like I don't remember much about the story, but that intro is amazing. And I remember we used to rent the, the movies over at family video and they had the little introduction of the toys and Oh, in stores now. So my dumb ass, like now that I'm thinking about it now was always looking for those (laughs) Because I was like, it's in stores now. It's got to be at Toys R Us. I never got one. But I am proud to say that currently sitting over me, where, where where's your camera? There you go. But yeah, currently sitting over my desk is Captain Bucky O'Hare. So I finally got mine, but yeah. Nice. But so that, that was one of my most like memorable things from Toys R Us is like constantly trying to find that toy and constantly being sad because... I don't even think it was out during my childhood, <laughs> but yeah, so nah, that, that was pretty crazy. Was here in my early nineties. Mm-hmm. That uh, was when that was when every show every show had the same art uh, the same art designer, mm-hmm. and they just made episodes out of anything. <laughs> hey, you got to reuse themselves somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, classic animation. That was the good stuff. Um, so yeah, with uh, Toys R Us Kids. Like I said, that's a that's an upcoming song on his album. And personally, my my experience with it when I listened to it uh, on the the release party, like the listen party that he had on on his Facebook, that's that was my experience. It was like living a memory 
of your childhood through somebody else's words because like how you discuss the uh riding the bikes through the aisles and everything like that but you go into more stuff about it which was really really cool but so that was a, that was a really cool track that i like this and one thing for me um uh, and i mean this just might be super biased and everything like this but your your story is not only affecting this character and everything like that like myself i'm not musically talented my voice is like deep but dry so i can't sing for anything if somebody pointed a gun at me and was like sing this song i'm dying like i'm just i'm be like can i call somebody to say bye like it's not gonna work out you're gonna kill me uh so i knew from a very young age i'm never gonna make music i'm never gonna be on anything i'm not gonna be on a song or anything like that but a little thing i mean if you paid it if you were listening to the listen party and everything you introduced something so cool uh actually two things and um you introduced this character uh that is in resemblance of kit but on top of that you instead of going along with the norm which i mean in the steps of uh nerdcore anyways you're kind of moving along with something else again you introduce podcasts into this and what was your yeah. what was your thought behind like like what what made you want to do that because that's such a cool idea knowing that you're going to be in a car and you're like okay well what do you do in cars because i thought that really brought out the experience and uh the whole album because there are other things that you're like okay this would normally happen in a car so that's why i was like hey let's throw this in there and it it was so cool it made it super immersive and i just really liked your your um thought process with it so uh, like go into that a little bit like tell us a little bit about that where where did that come from well to be honest um i had to look at it from you know from a better perspective like i'm noticing through hip-hop and things like that there's a lot of people that bring skits in or they bring in a famous rapper to shout them out or they do you know funny skits and things like that but it's already like a nerd based project. It's kind of, you know, in that particular stigma, mm-hmm. but with the story, without giving a little bit of story, actually, this might actually help the most to be honest. So to let you know, in the album, some people see it, some people don't, I'll let them know. I recommend, I let people know the last name of the word of the villain major it's label. So the full name of the villain in the game of Nerdcore is major so with it being you know talking about his major radio and things like that and they're saying like don't change the station now notice that that will be major label radio which is mainstream things of that nature as well Mm -hmm. so when i'm riding in the car you would hear nothing but mainstream based stuff so you'll hear that aesthetic in the beginning of the album so what i do is when the reason why i put in podcasts with it is me changing the channel and I'm changing the channel to things I like to listen to because if it's major label mainstream stuff, that's ESPN, that's, you know, that's, that's CNN, that's NSBC and all those particular news headline stuff. But sometimes people just don't want to hear that, mm-hmm. you know, and the only places that you can literally hear people or hear news from other individuals is through podcasts. And the thing is, I also, imported uh, input sorry (laughs) i would input 
the types of podcasts that that I naturally listen to on the daily. Like, you know, like you guys, the Three Ninjas podcast, uh, Nerd Radio Checkpoint XP, because I know I can get the information that I wasn't able to get from other sources. So those are main things I actually listen to in between main music stuff. So that's the reason why I wanted to do that. And for individuals who always show, you know, show me kindness and show me respect and things like that, I wanted to give back. So when other individuals listen to this kind of content, they basically got advertisements for nerd content. So if it's not just the music they listen to and maybe they want to check out other podcasts, now they're there. Yeah, no, and I mean, that's, that is so like next level type of like thinking when it comes to like building a story. And I mean, I, I know I, I hyped this up a a lot already and like uh, praised your, your thought process behind building this story out in your music. But I mean, that, that right there, if, if you can't listen to that and be like, wow, that's crazy. I mean, that's like some Tarantino type shit. Like when he's writing movies, never ever did I think I needed to know how a German Nazi it would ex- or order three drinks and right. you get inglorious bastards where they harp on this line where this guy says thrisk or what is it thrisk glycers or something like that but because of the way he motions his hands he gives himself away and it's like that type of next level thinking that makes something even greater and i mean that's something that i had to come to terms with with quentin tarantino to honestly respect his movies and love them even more was the copious amounts of dialogue like even on reservoir dogs you you never would ever think of okay i need to know why this band of uh degenerates would tip or not tip or how much they would tip but yet it's still there and it adds to it so like for you to go back and be like all right well this is what i'm going to do with this villain character and this is what he portrays. So my character generally would go through and do this to break that mold. And how would I introduce that? Like, like, did you used to write? Have you written like, like story wise before this or it, to be frank, I have it. Um, this is kind of something that uh, like the whole player one series or whatever, to be mm-hmm. honest with you, the whole concept took about two years Okay, before I even did any whatsoever at all i've done songs here and there to see what it looked like but the whole concept took about two years okay and see i mean that's impressive that is like super impressive because there are some like a lot of people in this world things get like muddy and mucky because they're impatient and like that in itself is a testament like if you want something to really stand out in its own you know its own shoes its own footprints you have to be patient. You have to make sure, hey, this is how I want it. And, I mean, that's that type of storytelling right there where you you world-built. Like, you dove in head first and you were like, I'm not coming out until this is what yeah. I want. So, I mean, that's, like, super cool. But that – I remember when uh, when you were telling the story the, the other day about that situation and why you thought to use that. It was just super cool to hear, especially for me. I I get – picked on in the podcast and by chat all the time but they're like we get it you love storytelling and like this and that and it's like i i do but so i mean this is like my type of shit this is really cool but so that just stood out to me and i just i thought that would just be a really really cool little um piece of information to relay to everybody else 
Uh, KP Steve says, player one always raising the bar with nerdcore hip-hop. I mean, can't argue that. <laughs> I, I do I do what I can. I do as much calisthenics as I possibly can, you know. Hell yeah, Just man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, moving on from that, like I said, I'm just trying to make sure that I'm not over pushing with everything because this is just to like not, introduce you, trust me trust me we're <laughs> nerds here you're not over pushing because at the end of the day there's always going to be something somebody missed i i put a lot of different stuff in that so you can go ahead free reign all right because if it's people that's watching me they can always click the listening party on my profile picture well you know what I mean? and be able to listen to anything mm-hmm. it comes out in july we don't forget tomorrow because it's going to be a new spongebob meme that's coming all right right, so with that in mind let me ask you this so nerds of course it's been proven with the likes of stanley and everything we can't get enough of cameos that's just our thing if you see something that you (laughs) catch that other people don't you're like holy shit that was really cool so cameos are a big thing in nerd culture um especially on this page so with that in mind your past albums have had some like cameos characters like drop in and everything uh shout out to johnny bravo i was really excited when i heard the hacks to watch the hell out of that show but um (laughs) in this new one i mean there is a song where you tap into more characters in this world and oh my god it is like pretty cameo driven (laughs) so Without like, I mean, if you if you want to, you can like, by all means, just answer how you'd like. But what was that like getting those cameos? If you want to like uh, say which ones they are or anything, all I can say is the first one. I, even you mentioned it, but I was listening. I was like, wait, is that really who I think it is? <laughs> and it was just super cool. So how did how did all this come about? Like how did all those cameos come about? Well, the thing is about. The, um, when it comes to like bringing different things like voice actors and stuff like that, if I'm going to be stuck in a game and I'm going to make a whole concept about it, I want to be able to be able to touch those kind of characters. You see what I'm saying? Like if I wanted to, you know, do the SpongeBob cast and them greeting me into Nerdcore, you know what I mean? That's an homage to me and my best friend Donna because we love SpongeBob. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We talk about that kind of thing all the time. <laughs> and of course, individuals who, you know, inspire me, you know, as a person, not even just as a character, but how much they touch me, like, you know, like from Goku and Vegeta and like uh, Optimus Prime and, and all those kind of characters. And those are the people who touch childhoods because mm-hmm. the type of nerd I do, I call it nostalgic rap. So I want people when they listen to the album, they'd be like, wow. I didn't just get somebody rapping at me. I didn't just get, you know, just a whole bunch of tracks and songs like any other album. Dude, my friend Mark had a conversation with the voice of Goku. You know what I mean? It's like, I can't even believe this right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or it'll be like, I never would have thought Optimus would say something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Just (laughs) something that, you know, that kind of pieces everything together. And it makes it a fun experience because at the end of the day, you know, the music is E for everybody. Mm-hmm. So even when kids, you know, under 18 and things like that, they can hear my music because there's no profanity or negativity in it. 
so they can be able to be attached to the story. And that's what I always wanted to do because I have siblings under the age of 10, you know, like my dad got remarried and things like that. So I think about them when they look up to me, they're like, okay, my big brother does music, but I can't hear any of it because he's rapping about this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And that's something I had to really thoroughly understand. Like if I'm doing nostalgic rap, I'm not only touching the people who are my age or older, I'm touching the people who are younger than me as well. And by being able to come up with that kind of music and use those concepts will make people more attached. Like, whoa, was that SpongeBob? And then they'll be like, wow, that's so cool. And then that's what brings people in. It's like, hey, I'm stuck in the game, but the concept is I want to bring you with it. Okay. Yeah, no. I and, mean, that's that's... Kind of the, and that's kind of the steeds I like to, to go with when I do that. Okay. And and see that in itself is like really crazy as well because not only is it like what you just said it's inclusive for everybody, it's e for everybody, but it also gives you another challenge. Like <laughs> I'm sure there are times like when when talking about this stuff like you you like how you said you had to make sure everything is capable for your younger siblings to listen to and everything like that. So, I mean, myself, I've even like notice that i try to check myself while recording this stuff and sometimes you know things just slip it's just my character and how i talk so it is difficult but yeah to put more restraints on and already like okay i gotta tell a story while rapping about nostalgic nerdy subjects and ips but let me throw this on top it's like man you're you're making it hard for yourself but i mean you're you're shining through it so that's impressive Oh, yeah, definitely takes a, takes a lot. Oh, Trust yeah, me. I bet. Steve also says your voice actors are amazing. Yeah, I, I was I was blown away, um, especially, like how I said, with the new ones that are dropping in on, on this album. And uh, I think it's going to be really cool when everybody hears that. I, I think um, hearing it while, like, having you talk over everything and everything was really, really cool. But the people who aren't expecting it, like, because I remember, I think you stopped it halfway through and you were like, so that was blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I was like, wait, did I hear that right? Or was I like, did yeah. I mishear it? But everybody <laughs> yeah. else listening on their own, just if they're driving in the car, whatever, they're just going to be like, what just happened? <laughs> right. And that's, and that's the whole point of experiences. Just, just making sure you bring back that excitement of hearing the first project you know i always liked the you know when a certain album came out and then we went to harmony house or suncoast or even media play to grab it oh, okay and it's just a great great experience it just brings back it brings back the joy of being able to you know come out with projects and things of that nature mm -hmm. so i like to try to grasp that but in a nerdy form you know yeah for sure so you were talking about like uh going out and grabbing albums and everything like that where will this um, album be available? Move, like, uh, once... I'll be available on... Yeah, it'll be available on all streaming platforms, just like anything else. Mm -hmm. I am definitely pressing up different material. So I'm for right now, I'm <laughs> pressing up CDs. I'm just saying that for right now. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I'm doing something else. I'm not hinting nothing. Just like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, it'll definitely be avail uh, available in physical or digital, whatever platform you use, Apple Music, Spotify, etc. Um, okay. We'll also have some stuff on Bandcamp as well. So if you want to actually buy some things or buy some merch with it as well, I'll make sure all that stuff's organized for you. So that way you'll be all part of the pack and everything be all good to go. 
Hell yeah. All right. And uh, so I don't want to keep you from uh, your day for too much longer. I feel like I, I've taken a lot of your time as is. But I do want to ask you, um, before we move on, is there anything else you'd like to cover um, about your upcoming album? Like I said, uh, for those of you listening, July 9th, it's dropping. Like you said, you can find it digitally, physically. Um, hit up Bandcamp. You can find some merch and everything like that. But is there anything else that you would like to um, drop a line for? Oh, yeah, sure. I can um, definitely do that. It's a um, <clears throat> just like to let people know that it is an album that's not typical. So it's one of those things like it's almost like a double EP in a sense. Mm-hmm. So once you're able to find out and be able to hear all the things that's coming together with it, you'll generally really enjoy it. I really appreciate anybody that checks things out and things like that. If you guys are already on my friends list, I already did the listening party. The video's still up, so if you wanted to hear a little bit of a, you know, you know, a little bit of what's going on with it, I got that. Uh, the VR music video I came out with uh, last month for my double single. That's definitely out driving alone, so you can be able to get an idea of you know the type of music that's actually coming through. And other than that, follow me on all streaming platforms at it's Mark Cooper. So I T S Mark Cooper everything. So you'll be able to find me, talk to me, and I'm not a stranger. So if you want to ask me anything or want to collab or anything like that, just just hit me up in the direct. We can go from there. I will say from experience, he is a very easy person to talk to, like in the best way possible. And, I mean, it's always a good time having a conversation with him. Uh, Ashley Ramirez says July 9th with a bunch of exclamation yeah, points. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure – before we moved on, we didn't skip past anything that you wanted to cover and make sure uh, I gave you the opportunity to touch base on everything that was important to you to be said. Um, but before we do let you out of here, I did want to uh, get a few recommendations out of you. I always like to try to do that um, just for our community to have some, you know, I mean, sometimes it's difficult to be like, pick a movie especially for me i'm very indecisive so i always tell my girl like hey what do you want to watch <laughs> so it's always fun to have like somebody throw that out there a little recommendation and um i'm always trying to push uh reading and everything like that the guys are always trying to push different video games so with uh that spirit i wanted to ask you for some recommendations we'll go three um which are our like main focuses on our show um, so starting off with movies or series, what would you recommend uh, as a movie? Just even if it's your favorite, best movie in your opinion, anything like that, what would you recommend for a movie? Oh, goodness. Is <laughs> it got to be new or got to be older? Yeah, I mean, you make the rules from here. <laughs> um, what pops I've up been in on your head? The 80s kick lately. Yeah, I've been on the 80s kick lately. Been watching a lot of my Netflix since the quarantine and everything. But, oh, mm-hmm. uh, man, to look back and go back into, I don't think people seen Running Man enough. I probably recommend Running Man just kind of to see the, the concepts of certain things I was inspired by when it came to, you know, this particular album series. Like, I was inspired by that, okay. and Tron, Kung Fury, uh, a lot of 80s aesthetics. So I would definitely recommend that movie. All running right. man if you guys have some good old arnold schwarzenegger goodness huh <laughs> of course oh yeah that movie's pretty intense as well i remember uh i i, I kind of jumped on late to that movie i was maybe 17 18 when i watched it for the first time 
Um, I want to say it was with my brother and Juan Pedro, one of the uh, originals from the podcast. Um, but yeah, we were just hanging out one day and they threw it on. I was like, what the hell is this? And it was, I mean, it was amazing. It's, it's pretty, it's essentially what the hell in the best way possible. Um, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, great pick, great pick. Um, and yeah, I, I could see that how you said it was, um, inspiration that along with Tron, uh, Kung Fury. I've only watched the, the, I mean, of course, in general, it's a short film, but I watched like the shorter version of the short film of Kung Fury. So I had to go through and watch yeah. the rest of that. But yeah, so. Uh, oh, yeah, it's a great, great, great movie. So. All right. Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger. First recommendation. Second, comic books. This can be like a run, uh, a character. I mean, what would you say is like a book that really affected you? Like something that you just can't take with you? It definitely have to be the Uncanny X Men. All right, hell yeah! The beginning with the original six, like when they did Pride, you know, Pride of the X Men when mm-hmm. it was nineteen eighty nine before the anime series came out. Mm-hmm. So like when it had Cyclops and Dazzler, and that was way before Jubilee, um, <laughs> Nightcrawler, losses. Like I remember that in the, in the Wolverine that was in the red and yellow mm-hmm. instead of the blue and gold we know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah uh, hell, yeah. even uh, the arcade game is based off of them. The uh, the old school and that's cabinet. one of my favorite uh, arcade games back then. Because when I was littler, I couldn't reach the controller. So <laughs> this is around the time where Cleveland was still around. Mm-hmm. So so when I was younger, probably like four or five or something, my dad would always tell me to be like, "Man, I spent twenty dollars on this X Men game and." Magneto is ridiculous. That, that's all I remember. About. <laughs> Magneto is freaking ridiculous. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean he ain't lying. That to this day, that game is so difficult. Um, me, me and the guys, we. That's why I want to. That's why I want to get my retro game and then be able to finally play it. Mm-hmm. Finally beat it in my own house instead of me paying for it. Just free credits all day. <laughs> yeah it's free credits free credits free frustration i could walk outside and come back <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean no but that's a, that's a great choice in candy x-men that was one of the first series that i um really jumped into because that was when i was like heading out to this place out here called uh cobblestone and they had these like 50 cent bins it was like underneath like all the new books you had to like legit as a kid crawl under this table and like look through stuff but that it was crazy uh the first thing that pulled me uh realistically with comics was always the artwork it was always what looked the best what was the best cover art and everything like that and it was always uncanny x-men i mean i had so much of that growing up but then i i grew like a legit love for the characters um before like even the x-men uh animated uh series was a thing and like all those um iconic jim lee character designs and everybody fell in love with that and then you know they flooded the market with that one cover (laughs) but no so uncanny x-men is a great choice um here let me catch up on this uh chat real quick before we get to this last one um juan says that stephen king goodness uh and that (laughs) that was arnold in his one-liner prime he's talking about um the running man oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. i mean he had so many nice uh, so trip. many 
one-liners in that damn movie. <laughs> um, and then he, Juan also says that game was on Xbox 360, and with all the uh, all the easy activated, I'm guessing he means like easy mode activated. It still took time to do it. I mean, yeah, that game's just hard as hell in general. In general, yeah, I I just like you, I've I've lost so much money to that damn game. That and Ninja Turtles. Oh my gosh, they stole all my money when I was in a kid. <laughs> Alright, uh, speaking and of video... Oh, go ahead. And The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was always those those uh, fat dudes with the slacks that, like, threw their body at you. I hated them. <laughs> uh, but speaking of video games, uh, this will be the last recommendation I hit you with. I know this was on the spot. But what is a game that you would recommend people... Uh, and same thing. I mean, it doesn't have to be new. It doesn't have to be old. It can be whatever you want. What would be something you would recommend people play? And th- this well, one I'm super curious about. One, you're going to laugh at this one. Um, normally, I would say, you should play Halo. You should play Call of Duty. You should play <laughs> 2K. You should play all this stuff. You should open up Puzzle Fighter if you could find it. The Street Fighter Puzzle Fighter game. Yeah, the old Capcom game. Yeah. That one will keep you busy for a good hour or two, especially with your friends and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it, I know it's a puzzle game, and everybody's like, a puzzle game? Oh, he's a He's really not your average man. But, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but no, um, I like that game a lot because we play it in college mm-hmm. um, a lot because friends of mine have modded systems. So we were playing those, and, you know, it was one of those games It's like, okay, it's kind of cool when you watch it. Then when you play it, you're like, Oh my God! It's been three hours. I can't believe I've been playing this game for three hours. But it's, but it, but it's addictive. But it's fun too. It's just a fun game to play. Okay. See, I I have one experience with that game, and you're gonna be mad. Okay. <laughs> I remember renting it with some friends of mine, and we would always go over to my buddy's house. And his basement was like it was essentially that '70s show. We would go to his house grab the snacks, run straight to the basement. And that was our, that was our like hideout. And we'd always play video games on the weekends. And we rented that. It was like when it was still new and we were like, okay, I mean, street fighter, we don't know what the hell it is. It looks like street fighter meets Tetris or something like that. We'll try it out. And it was, we were supposed to get that in one other game. And I think something happened. I think they ended up having late fees to where we could only afford one game. So we, wow. yeah, we picked the other game <laughs> and, uh, we're like, yeah, we'll take that one then and hop on the bikes, ride back to his house. And there was never a more pissed off group of 10 year olds when we open up the bag and puzzle fighter falls out. <laughs> but so we're like, all right, we'll make the best of it. We'll play it. Puzzle fighter falls out of the bag. We're like, all right, let's, let's give it a go. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah like it would not work and so we were like all right well we'll just go take it back we go back we tell them hey this game's not working they won't take it back unless we have an adult with us we needed a parent with us and his parents were gone <laughs> so we got stuck with the night for with a broken game and oh it, it completely <laughs> ruined the weekend oh, I if, hate those. I hate <laughs> if his mom didn't buy the bagel bites with the pepperoni the whole weekend would have been ruined 
Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have a, I have a I have problems with that game. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, Wanda. <laughs> oh, I like man. that, but like, but it's been a while since so I played it. I played it earlier this year, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, if it was if it wasn't that, it'd probably be like it'd probably be the Skyrim or the Red Dead Redemption Two or things of those natures like I, I enjoy those as well mostly but like I said I've been on the retro stuff like mm-hmm. I just built my first retro pie so I've been playing a lot of the older games so you know That's my cool. recommendations on the older stuff oh yeah I mean and, and there's nothing wrong with that oh wow that actually oh, I, I completely forgot about this question I meant to write this down in my notes and I did not but now that you were just mentioning retro and everything it like popped back up into my head um so yeah, I'll, I'll ask that in just one second. But uh, Juan jumped back in chat and he said, I, "I think he's talking about me." He says, "Boo this man!" <laughs> and then uh, Juan said, "Puzzle." F- oh, maybe he's maybe he's talking about you. No, no, he was booing me. He's like, "Boo this man!" <laughs> he said, "Puzzle, puzzle fighter," and he said, "Pedro loves that game." And then uh, uh, oh, Tina says, "My kiddo was on watching." Oh, that's cool, <laughs> but. Welcome now, oh, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I guess everyone in my family has problems with that game. <laughs> so um, going see. going back to uh, how I was saying, like retro games, I wanted to ask you. Um, I mean, you've covered so many different IPs and video games and everything like that. Um, even working in some of like the beats um, to like you know pull off like the sound of the games and everything like that. What is one and I'll, I'll I'll throw this back into retro, so it kind of collapses back in there. What is one retro game that you just love the soundtrack to, just the background music and everything? What one Sonic retro two? Game? What is that? Sonic two. Sonic, Sonic two. two. All right. Sonic two, Sonic two and Sonic three. They're about to tie. That I mean, that's a solid ass choice. And it's funny because a lot of people they they get so uh, like fixated on. Um, Juan always talks about it uh, as like one of his like the game the music is just amazing but yeah Sonic I think it's overlooked so much because that music is just so good uh, what'd you think of, did you watch the movie yep sure did what'd you think I liked it I liked it a lot especially when they changed the character to make it look <laughs> like the way it's supposed to look they, they, they fired the crackhead and brought in the real Sonic yeah <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Even though I would have loved to see it voiced by Jaleel White, but then that we would just—oh, that would have been amazing. Too much at that point. Oh, that yeah. e- even for a cameo, like I was so surprised that like he wasn't even in the cameo. Which I I prefer. I would have preferred him in a scene where he tries uh, chili dogs for the first time, but he's in like kind of a biker bar. So Jaleel White probably well, would have. Talk about Sonic too. Yeah, but they talk about Sonic too, so hopefully we can see that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe at the Chili Dog place, and then Julia White be like, "Oh, waiting." <laughs> you know I mean? It might be awesome if it ever happens. You know? I, I, I mean, I would hope that would be the one thing they take from the fans for this next one because, I mean, they, they stepped it up by listening to the fans and made that movie great. But yeah, I mean, I thought that was really cool. They even um, introduced some, well, not introduced, but they used some of the music in that movie from the, the old school game. So that was really cool. Um, is right. that, is that something that 
maybe in like future projects that might be something you might want to tap into like you know going over some of those beats and everything oh yeah for sure i definitely would um would do that definitely i just kind of want to you know we'll see we'll see what happens when the final <laughs> album comes so after test drive and then the final album with the, the player one you never know you know i might go back to the past or something like i'll say back to the future stuff Hell you yeah. never know it's just you know following the dream. but it's very very possible well do me a favor if you have never played the game go through and play zombies ain't my neighbors because that game has some fucking bangers oh <laughs> I've, I've heard about that oh you've never played it i've never played it but oh i've heard God. about it i even heard uh a couple rappers I know that rap like, like zombies ain't my neighbors. <laughs> I know song well, do me a favor. That's my recommend uh, recommendation to you. You go play that game on your pie, and uh, let me know what you think about it. Because not only, I mean, it has some it has some great some great music in there, but that game is so much fun. Like me, me and Juan, we we oh. can still play that game for hours. It's, it's such a good time. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> All oh. right, so let me let me jump in here real quick. We just got some uh some comments uh tia says congratulations mark looking forward to taking a drive with test drive oh, i see what you did there and then uh steve says oh yeah she's full of all that all that punny stuff and the funny <laughs> thing is she's actually she's actually on the album so once you hear the album you'll definitely hear Prowse and oh, test okay drive. definitely a problem <laughs> and then st- problem mc 100 percent. steve says uh mega man 2 for me and ninja gaiden 1 also I'm guessing for music. Yeah, those are those are definite sleepers. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is like my cousin never let me play Mega Man because he would get frustrated with that kind of thing. But that's a whole other story. But the music <laughs> of Mega Man was phenomenal. Oh, and yeah. Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden is just thoroughly. I got I got personals with that game, <laughs> especially Ninja Gaiden. I got I got personal. Um, it's personal with me, Ninja Gaiden. That game, it's it's almost like you can't respect the music because it's super stressful just playing the game. So you're not paying attention it's to anything stressful. else. And then what, what makes it worse, um, I saw a video on YouTube the other day where a dude beat Ninja Gaiden on Masterclass mm-hmm. without getting hit once the entire game. Yeah, I don't I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. It was it was so frustrating. <laughs> you know he wasn't cheating. Because it looked like a real person playing. Oh yeah, yeah. That that that's like ridiculous. No, nobody should be that good at, at any game. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I just couldn't. I couldn't believe it. He didn't use not one health. He kept the same weapons. <laughs> yeah that that video alone is stressful as hell. Like I can't even do it anymore. I'm just trying right. to watch that. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Juan says, I literally said Sonic 2 right before he said it. And then he continues saying, Streets of Rage 2 is flame, though. DK has a fire soundtrack. And then uh, Juan says, Chemical Plant Zone <laughs> from uh, Sonic yeah. 2. And then uh, followed by, Still Can't Beat That Shit. And then He's a Robot, Game Genie. <laughs> I wish there was a Game Genie for the Xbox 360. Well, I doubt it, though. <laughs> we actually we talked about that not too long ago like uh 
um i think we were talking about the new call of duty and like the the cheaters and stuff on there we were talking about one of the games that was uh being heavily beat up by like cheating and stuff like that and we got into the conversation if like you've ever cheated would you cheat in a game and is game genie considered cheating and stuff it was it was a long conversation (laughs) but yeah uh i bet a lot of people wish there was a game genie right now um but yeah so recommendations let me try to recap this you said running man the uncanny x-men and puzzle fighter (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man i'll I'll try it i'll I'll see if i can make it through but you know uh, i might be having some flashbacks (laughs) (laughs) nice now you really will see (laughs) all right brother well it's getting close to uh my little girl's bedtime so i gotta put that baby to sleep so I'm going to return your day back to you, but I just wanted to say thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I mean, we're all looking forward to, uh, to test drive. So July 9th can't come any sooner. Yep. That's definitely perfect. And then it'll be the 38th year, I think 38th year anniversary of Tron being the theater. So July 9th, your original player one. Hell yeah. So and that's every- another Easter. <laughs> Everybody uh, mark your calendars. Give Tron 1 a listen, or not a listen, a watch after you listen to Test Drive. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> I got you. All right. But, yeah, like I said, man, thank you so much for hanging out. This has been a lot of fun. All right. Thanks again, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Anytime, brother. You take care. Are right, you too. Thank All you. right. Cheers. Yep. All right, everybody. So, like I said – that was Mark Cooper. Um, check out his new album. Like we were saying, Test Drive, July 9th. So not too far off at all. I'm trying to look at my calendar, but I have stuff blocking it. My desk looks ridiculous right now. I have like, this is this is new for me. Uh, if you all paid it to, or have watched uh, streams in the past, you'll know that this is a new style of um, streaming for this page. Um, usually it's just my ugly mug on this, so... Uh, we had Mark up here, you know, making us look better so you didn't have to just see an ugly guy. Uh, you, you, you got you got visuals up there that look good. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, um, like I was saying, I was trying to look at the calendar. I can't see it. Everything's blocking everything. Uh, but hopefully we can start using uh, this type of layout a little bit more, more interviews. And I want to try to get the guys on here, like, whenever we do – live streams like this maybe have all of us on here instead of just me but sometimes they're out doing stuff and jumping in when they can so that might be problematic but we'll see what we can do um other than that let me scroll down make sure there is nothing else being said all right it looks like we're all caught up on uh chat so again mark cooper thank you so much for uh joining us on the not your average nerds podcast that was a lot of fun if you all were into that, if you like what he was talking or are interested in listening to some of his music, I highly, highly encourage you to head over to his page, which is linked. Yep, it is clickable in the description or just look up It's Mark Cooper on any social media. Uh, like he said, that's I-T-S Mark Cooper, and you'll be able to find him on all the social media and everything like that. But yeah, great music. Uh, if you have not listened to Nerdcore, it is 
such a cool change to listen to uh, that style of music coming off like, you know, what we're uh, what we see as the norm. Uh, but yeah, check them out on Spotify um, and get ready for part three of this story of player one, July 9th test drive, Mark Cooper. But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Like I said, I got to go um, first off, feed myself and then get my baby to bed. So thank you so much to everybody who took the time to come hang out and uh, listen to our conversation with Mark. Hope you had a great time. Everybody in the chat, thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Um, I don't have a way of seeing if anybody shared it just yet. I don't know why Facebook took that away from the live stream aspect of things. But if you did share this stream thank you so much it really means a lot to us it kind of helps us you know get into uh front of everybody else's eyes that have not heard of us before and other than that yeah my name is rudy vela and this has been another episode of not your average nerds and we will see you all sunday all right cheers <laughs>